Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Minutes with Mute. Scott Mutrin joins me. You know him as BC, former quarterback, also the IMG sideline reporter. Uh, I'm Mike Galtieri. So happy to be back once again with Scott. Scott, nice to see you. After a bye week, we're ready for some football this Saturday. BC hosts NC State. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be uh, good to see BC back on the field, and hopefully they didn't lose any of the momentum that they had in the last three games heading into the bye week. So wh- how do you feel about that momentum, Scott? How do you th- how, does, how did you come off of a player, and uh, what do you think BC needs to do to keep the things rolling of uh, winners of three straight? I, I think the toughest thing coming out of, of, of bye week is, A, the, the first week that you know that you're off. Earlier in the week, you get some days off, so you kind of are able to, to relax, get away from the grind, uh, probably catch up on some schoolwork that you really need to get ahead on. Get ready for the uh, the next opponent, but mentally, because it's there's a lot going on. As, on top of being a football player, you're a student. There are a lot of responsibilities that you have, and to step away from that grind for a little bit um, is a mental refresher. Tough part is is that you kind of get a little bit of concrete leg, for for lack of a better term, coming out of it. And you need to get back in to that regimen and. Football players are very much creatures of habit, and they like schedules, and they like being told when to be here and there. They complain about it a lot, but, you know, you need to be there, and you need to have your time accounted for, because if you're not, then you're not being very productive with your time. So getting back on schedule is something that they say they don't like, but actually they crave it. And BC getting back on schedule this week and raring to go, um, that should be something good for them, especially on the injury front. They've had some key injuries that they really wanted to get some guys healthy, and guys that have been battling through some things now get a week off, and they're able to kind of relax. And, and for me, it was it was a good time to take a couple days mentally. But I really I really like mentally getting the break, and then physically, you're always wanting to get back uh, to, to where you are. You're probably never going to be 100% during the season, even during the week. So once you get a couple days off, you really only need one or two. And then you're really back at it. And for me, I would really get on, on film during that bye week. It's an ability to get ahead uh, film-wise because you have that extra time to go and scout some more, look at some other games, and not necessarily just NC State, but maybe some of their opponents and see some of the things uh, that other teams were able to exploit from them on both sides of the ball and give you a better feeling for kind of how the coaches want to call the game and maybe an idea of what to expect a little better because you have a little more time to use. And that's a great segue because why BC had while BC had a bye week, NC State the last two weeks, Notre Dame and Clemson big time battles, so they got to come up to Boston, you know, and they're 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 going through a lot. Just give us a take of the NC State scouting report, Scott, and what we could expect uh, from the Wolfpack on Saturday. Well, you're talking about a very quality team. Dave Dorn's done a good job of you know running through the, the gamut with these guys. They, they were young guys when we played them a couple years ago and took some lumps. But now you have a lot of seniors on that team. They're a very experienced front, very talented up front, especially on the defensive end in between the tackles. I don't think you're going to see um, you know, better defensive tackles than, B, uh, than BC's going to see this Saturday. Uh, very strong, very good pass rush, very disruptive. You're going to see a little bit of trash talk going in there if you watch some of the the Notre Dame and Clemson game, they like to, to play little games, pulling the quarterback towel, throwing things down, trying to distract the QBs and getting them off their game plan. Um, but they're very talented 
and, and very experienced. So you're not going to see a lot of mental mistakes from these guys. You're really going to have to play a tough game and stay on top of them. But for NC State, I mean, they, they've run through the same thing that BC ran through earlier in the year. you got to you played a lot of quality opponents. It's tough to mentally get up for those games. It's going to be cold in Chestnut Hill. Hopefully you get NC State maybe feeling a little sorry for themselves after two tough losses and really having to get emotionally up for another game and ready to play. Hopefully you can catch them napping a little bit. But for me, you think about that. When you get a veteran team like that, you don't often get that that kind of good luck. Usually they're able to kind of reset themselves and get ready to go. And they have some high expectations on their season too. Don't you know? Don't don't confuse yourself there. They're ready to get out there and kind of make a statement on the rest of the year. And maybe who knows what happens for the rest of the league play. Maybe even still get a chance to play for the ACC title. What are some keys you think for BC uh, now on their side, their perspective, coming off a bye to get a victory? I think sharpness is a key. They need to be mentally and physically sharp. I think one of the things that. You lose in the bye week of some of the rhythm and playing and some of the, the, the depth of your routes where you're running as receiver-wise, linemen, some of the angles in which you take, quarterback, some of your, some of your releases on some of the different throws that you want to make, and then some you know, feeling well inside of the running game and maybe some of your run checks. I think they really need to come out and come with some fire and, and not very lethargic. What you'll see from teams coming out of bye weeks a lot is – You'll see some sloppiness. You'll see some motion penalties. You'll see guys not being in the right personnel groups. Maybe some confusion on the sideline because they haven't had to be on top of all their game for a week. You see some sloppiness on them. So watch out for that from BC on both sides of the ball and their ability to kind of put that aside and then get going. Get their rhythm and be able to, to establish their running game and, and be able to really keep NC State's offense off the field. I think Ryan Finley for NC State is a different type of quarterback than BC has seen. Uh, all the quarterbacks BC has faced this year have, have posed a significant running, running threat. Uh, I think Ryan Finley is a very accurate passer. He's very tough in the pocket. Uh, he's, he's got a very good release of watching some of the games in which he's played the last couple weeks, uses his big physical receivers, but he gets the ball out of his hands. He sees some anticipa- um, anticipation throws and does a good job getting the ball out. He's more of an NFL-type quarterback than kind of the college spread quarterback everyone has, has seen a lot of, and he's very accurate. Uh, you watch his accuracy. He's, he's still, you know, he's a seasoned guy. He's played a lot of football. His accuracy is probably his biggest a- attribute, and he's a very tough guy. He's taking some licks, and he keeps getting up and kind of taking more. So he's a, he's a tough guy. He's going to have to, to muddy his views a little bit, force him to go to his second and third reads on defense, and if that happens, then their ability to get to the quarterback will really pay off because not many quarterbacks have had the opportunity to get to that second and third read these last couple games with BC. So hopefully BC will be able to, to not give him those opportunities and get him off his spot and not let him get comfortable back there. You know, he reminds me a lot of what the BC quarterbacks were all the way back from you uh, all the way to Matt Ryan. A lot of that pro-style set quarterback. Yeah, you can see that. He has that. He, athletic he's not extremely athletic but he does a good job of working and climbing the pocket which is something i like seeing out of quarterbacks their ability once you climb up in the pocket everything clears out for you a lot so he does a good job of doing that bc has to be cognizant of that and really try to get in his face a guy like ryan finley you want to see pressure 
from your inside guys. So you're going to want to see Ray Smith and Noah Merrick causing some confusion or just getting in his face and not giving him that clean pocket to step up into. Do you think, last question on him, do you think he could play next level NFL? Do you think he's got the chance? Yeah, I think I think he's pretty talented. He's got some rave reviews earlier in the year. Um, it's one of those things that you don't really know until you make a couple certain steps. A couple things I like to evaluate when I think a quarterback taking the next step is accuracy is a huge factor. Accuracy and there has to be a certain amount of presence around him. He seems to have that presence, but for me, I like to see it live until you really get a good view of that. He has some the, some moxie and some it factor to him. He's tough. He's a big guy. He's got a good arm. I don't know how strong his arm is in person. That that matters. You've got to be able to make all the NFL throws um, and push the ball down the field. He does have some nice uh, yards per attempt, which is a good sign. So he has a lot of attributes that I think people will look at. Uh, I don't know if he's a top you know, two-round draft pick, but I think he's a guy that, that could get some looks just because of some of his natural physical skills and, of course, the accuracy. Yeah, you got me thinking about what I look for in quarterbacks. I remember the first time I saw Matt Ryan, I was in school, go from one hash to the opposite hash and throw outside corner root. Uh, root. I, that, for me, that was the arm strength. I could see that. That kind of was my personal indicator. I don't know if I'm even right or wrong, but that seemed like the hash-to-hash pass was kind of like an indicator for that. Right, and especially in college, you've got to remember that when you're throwing from opposite hash, the, the hash marks are further apart than they are in the NFL. The NFL hash marks are tighter to the center of the field, so you yes. really never make that throw yeah. in the NFL. So if you can do it in college, then it can come out. But so much of it is, is different as you get to that next level, as you get to kind of accuracy spots and, and being able to throw with anticipation because the old adage when they say to quarterbacks is that what's covered in college is open in the NFL, and you'll, any quarterback you talk to that's played in the next level will tell you that. Well, yeah, um, no question. Okay. You know, Scott. I think, I think it's going to be good to see Anthony Brown get that week off and open his shoulders, but feeling better for him, and hopefully you, you still see to get uh, progress. I think the toughest thing for a young quarterback is consistency, and if Anthony Brown can come out consistently and hit some plays, some big plays down the field and convert on third down, then then it really helps BC out. Um, but I think the biggest thing, like a lot of people talk about and, and ask, what is the biggest change in the BC offense? Like, what was that turning point? Yeah, uh, yeah. I've talked a lot in the broadcast uh, before they started clicking and before, you know, Coach Adazio's uh, beautiful comment. I mentioned that <laughs> as I was watching this year, you noticed that there were guys open and plays to be made. They just were missing, whether it was a block, whether it was a drop, whether it was a throw not being made, whether it was a sack or someone not picking up a blitz. But you saw this year, earlier in the year, that there were opportunities, but they were just missing on every single one of them. And when that happens, you at least feel better that they're, they're in the right spot. They're just, they just weren't making them. And... For me, I think the biggest thing that you see is that as A.J. Dillon has become a bigger part of this offense, his ability to move forward and avoid negative plays in the run game has dramatically changed this offense. You look at it, and if you get a run where it's stopped for no gain or one game, second and ten and second and nine is a little more difficult. But second and seven changes things a lot. And people think, well, how can two yards make a difference? Well, if you miss second and second and seven, you still have a lot of other plays in your playbook that you can still get a third down on if it's still third and seven. 
But third and ten, you really bring in a lot of different concepts and a lot of tougher tougher routes, and you have to push the ball downfield a little more. And there's just not a lot of those plays versus the third and medium plays. So his ability to avoid negative yardage plays, even if it's two yards or three yards on first down, has really changed the outlook for BC's offense and their ability to bring in some of the play-action game and throw the ball a little more on second down. So that has been, for me, the biggest noticeable difference in the last three games is A.J. Dillon's ability to avoid the negative yardage plays. Last question, Scott, like I hear. What, let's just talk big picture now. Three games left. Uh, you got NC State, UConn, Syracuse next week is basically a home game in Boston, but it's technically a road game. What, what, how does this all shake out? What are we thinking big picture? And, of course, looking ahead to bowl games. Well, I say from, you know, from the negative side of it, you would look at it as, at worst, you should be 6-6 six and six at the end of this year uh, with UConn being a win. Um, NC State... This is, this is a pick'em game. Although NC State is technically favored, BC has the ability to compete with them. You look at personnel-wise, yes, they're a little more uh, seasoned, but we're, they're similar-type players on both sides of the ball. Not always the four- or five-star recruits that the Clemsons and Florida States uh, get, but similar guys that may have needed some time to mature. Sometimes maybe a little too short, maybe a little too heavy, maybe not as fast enough, but guys that are tough, hard-nosed and have had to earn everything they get so you're going to see a tough game from that from them but traditionally you've seen bc has matched up well with nc state so you know that's a toss-up game and then syracuse and and the awful carrier dome which is the worst place in the world um that game is you just never know there's a lot of nightmares that have happened in that place but they're you know they're run by a very talented quarterback but they lost a florida state team a team that bc handled pretty well uh, you would think that BC would match up well versus Syracuse. Um, Eric Eric Dungy, I think it'll be a big precursor to see how Ryan Finley does versus BC's defense. Well, although they run spread more concepts with Syracuse, it'll be interesting to see how you face kind of true po- pocket passers. Uh, Dungy is a little more athletic, I think, than, than Finley. But that's a game that you can expect to win. So you could come out saying 7-5, and 8-4. And, and if you would have said to, to us, beginning of the year if i would have said to you hey mike you can go end the season seven and five eight four looking at that schedule you would have taken that in a heartbeat oh yeah no, especially after virginia tech two and four i mean even just looking at the schedule at the beginning of the year you're probably like wow this is they got some tough games here with notre dame and stuff like that on the schedule early and clemson and florida state and louisville and all that stuff so you look at that and you're like hey man seven and five eight four is kind of where we're supposed to be and then you're encouraged because you're really, you've developed a lot of guys. You're going to lose a couple guys off this team. But as you look into the next season, which I don't like to get too far ahead of myself, with the way the schedule lines itself up and the experience that you have coming back, not just from guys that have played this year, but guys that were injured this year that are going to be coming back, you're going to look at a pretty stacked team going into the 2018 season. Well, hey, Scott, great way to look ahead. And, you know, we'll be looking really excited ahead till Saturday, 12 noon. We can catch you on the BC IMG Radio Network with uh, Meter and Peter Cronin and Scott Mute on the sidelines. So really looking forward. And thanks once again another week for the Minutes with Mute. I appreciate it, Mike. And uh, hopefully everyone going to the game this weekend, last game, last home game, senior week, come out support um, all the seniors and all the hard work and all the things that they've gone through. But also make sure you bundle up because it's going to be chilly. 
Well said. All right, Scott, thanks a lot. Thanks, Mike.